0: Welcome to Getting Healthcare Right, a bi monthly podcast about the business of healthcare. Brought to you by TriHealth Health and hosted by Jamie Smith, president and publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier. In this podcast series, we explore changes being made by some healthcare systems to provide care differently and in a way that benefits patients, employers, and entire communities all while costing less than traditional healthcare delivery. It's about getting healthcare right.
1: Welcome to today's episode of Getting Healthcare Right, presented by the Cincinnati Business Courier and sponsored by TriHealth. I'm Jamie Smith, President and Publisher of the Cincinnati Business Courier, and I'm happy to have Dr. Thomas Shockley, Chief Equity Officer at TriHealth, and Mark Clement, President and CEO on the podcast today. I want to welcome both of you. Today we'll talk about TriHealth Center for Health Equity and the benefits to the region that it brings. Mark, I'm going to start with you. The terms diversity, equity and inclusion and belonging can have different meanings depending on who you talk to. What do these words mean at TriHealth?
2: Well, hi, Jamie. And Jamie, thanks once again for your commitment to these conversations, to your papers' commitment to these conversations. Uh, Dr. Shockley and I are delighted to participate with you in this discussion around health equity, which is a critically important uh, topic, not just for healthcare organizations like TriHealth, but for the larger community. I will come to your definitions in just a moment, but I'd like to maybe start by framing the conversation a bit. You know, for TriHealth, which was founded, an organization founded through a partnership between Good Samaritan Hospital and Bethesda in the mid-90s for TriHealth, our commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion, and now belonging, which is really the product of diversity, equity, and inclusion, really fostering a sense of belonging. That work has been underway and we've been committed to this uh, really since the founding of TriHealth in the mid-90s. And it's really deeply rooted in our values, uh, one of which is irrespective of differences and celebrating differences in thought and differences in uh, you know the diversity of those that, that really make up our community and the community that we serve. So we've been on a journey to really uh, become a more diverse organization that really reflects the growing diversity within our community. Worked very intentionally to increase leaders of color within our leadership team, to increase the number of providers that are African-American, Hispanic, and others that, again, really reflect our community. We've really fostered and increased diversity within our governing bodies. And we've really reached out to and forged partnerships with organizations to build pipelines for future healthcare professionals, a partnership with uh, Cincinnati Public Schools that uh, launched four years ago what we refer to as a school-to-work program in partnership with Cincinnati Public Schools, Hughes High School, and others to bring junior and senior year high school students into our hospitals, exposing them to healthcare careers. We've partnered with other organizations like the Cincinnati Chamber, the Minority Business Incubator, to really promote minority businesses and our investment uh, in support of those minority businesses. We began uh, just a few years ago collecting as part of our diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging function here. We began collecting what we refer to as real data, R-E-A-L. It's race, ethnicity, and language data at the point of registration of our patients. So we would be able to really understand whether and to what degree health disparities exist within our own patient population. We know that they exist within the larger community. And we'll talk more about that as part of our conversation, I'm sure. But, you know, when we think about and talk about diversity within our culture and our workforce, it really refers to the demographics of our workforce, the differences uh, within our workforce that relate to ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, age, military status, and so on. When we talk about equity, again, within our culture and within our workforce, it really is... Is the concept of giving every one of our team members, we refer to our staff as team members, every one of our team members fair and equal access opportunities and advancement, regardless of their diversity or their ethnic or other backgrounds. When we think about inclusion, again, within our workforce and our culture, it's really a concept that is intended to ensure that every one of our team is treated fairly and respectfully, despite those differences that we individually and collectively bring to the workforce. And, you know, belonging is a new concept that we've really embraced because we think, in many ways, it is the product of fostering a diverse, equitable, and inclusive organization. And that product is where our team members, our providers, meaning physicians and others, and ultimately the patients that we serve feel a sense of belonging, uh, feel welcome in our organization. That is an emotional state that we all experience when we walk in a room. Sometimes we don't feel a sense of belonging. We feel like an outsider. Uh, That's not something that we're satisfied with the trial we want everyone irrespective of who they are and what differences they bring to our culture to feel a sense of belonging to feel welcome to be part of our team and we want that to be the case as well for our patients and then we translate you know those Concepts into how we serve the larger community Equity is not just about feeling that you have a sense of equal access to opportunities and advancements as a team member but health Equity is something that we commit to our larger community so, when we think about it, it's really a state in which everyone, all of those we serve and all of those in the larger communities, have fair and just opportunity to attend their highest level of health. It's something that really is central to TriHealth's mission and our work to get healthcare right.
1: You know, Mark, that was great. I think uh, I've often talked about DNI as being checkboxes. And I feel like you summed it up really well with the belonging, the B being. Kind of adding it all together and coming up with a, a solution based results. Dr. Shockley, we said this podcast is about health equity. Mark talked a little bit about health equity. What does it mean to you and how do you explain that to patients? Yes,
3: thank you. Mark did an excellent job of talking about how our organization approaches our health equity. And me, as now chief health equity officer, I would like to say that health equity is something that we are making integral within our organization. And part of the health equity center's call or charge is to make sure that we address three specific dimensions, our team and culture, our patient, and our community. When I'm talking to patients, it's important for me to be able to connect to them. One of the things that TriHealth is doing is to address implicit bias that we all have. I have it, you have it, team members, physicians. We need to be able to connect with our patients in a way that they can understand and that we truly understand them. That is very important in regards to the patient component of it. And in addition to that, we need to, as Mark has always talked about, have the right care, the right place, and the right time. So health equity is about having... Access, being able to get in to see a doctor when you need to see the doctor, being able for it to be a timely visit, not three months down the line, but we need to be able to provide care when patients need it. It's about being able to address the differences that we all have. We talk about diversity. So when you're talking health equity, you cannot talk about health equity without talking about safety and quality. They are tied hand in hand together. We know that we need to be able to not only have access for those patients, but then we need to be able to address some of their social determinants of health in order to impact their disease processes. In the Health Equity Center, we are targeting specific disease conditions. We're looking at behavioral health. We're looking at hypertension. We're looking at diabetes. We're looking at maternal and fetal health. These are areas where we know that there's a need. We've demonstrated these based on some of the data that Mark outlined that we have taken an extra step to make sure that we enhance that real data, that SOGI data that's so important. So health equity encompasses all of what we just talked about from a patient and team perspective. I haven't even hit on community yet. <laughs> and that's where place, like a business courier, what the business courier is doing in regards to having podcasts like these make a huge difference in regards to educating the public because not everybody understands even some of the definitions that we outlined earlier they don't understand that there's differences in life expectancy based on your zip code there is a difference just one zip code away where some of our patients have 88 year life expectancy just four miles away patients in that zip code 62 years of age, life expectancy, not even retirement age, a 26-year difference. So in health equity, we need to make a difference in regards to those type of outcomes. So part of the Health Equity Center is to address those three dimensions, team and culture, patient, and community. Uh, And one other thing I'll touch on, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later as well, is the importance of our connections to other organizations, whether they be public service, whether they be other hospital organizations, but these are critically important as we move forward. And then in, in regards to community, obviously policies make a big difference and being able to connect to our local officials, uh, some of our legislators, that's gonna be really critical to moving the needle. And that encompasses a lot of what we're doing in the Health Equity Center.
1: You're right, that is a lot. And I'm so proud that you guys are either doing or coordinating all these things that go along with that. Mark, you know, when you talk about and B within the healthcare industry, what are the difficulties in addressing them?
2: Difficulties in addressing DEIB within healthcare are, I think, reflective of the difficulties in addressing DEIB as a society. These challenges go back decades, uh, more than a hundred years with systemic racism and social injustice. And we're not, as a healthcare organization, going to be able to change that overnight. And for healthcare organizations like TriHealth, we have an even larger obligation because it's not just about fostering a culture where all of those that work at TriHealth feel a sense of, of inclusion and belonging and equity. That higher obligation and challenge for us is to create a care environment for the larger community that relies on us, where the larger community feels a sense of inclusion and belonging. Because we know that that translates into trust and confidence. And we know that trust and confidence in a provider, in this case, TriHealth, on the part of those we serve, results in a higher level of compliance with prescriptions, a higher level of compliance with treatment plans, and ultimately better health outcomes that lead the way to greater health equity I'd say another challenge for us uh, as healthcare organizations uh, is that, you know, up until just a few years ago, you know, most healthcare organizations didn't really fully appreciate nor were they able to quantify where and to what degree uh, health disparities existed within their own patient population. At TriHealth, we made the decision four years ago to begin capturing at the point of patient registration what we refer to as real demographic data, R-E-A-L, that's race, ethnicity, language, and language data. So now at the point of registration for all of our patients, we capture that information, which allows us now to segment or to disaggregate health outcomes or access or patient experience based upon those segmentations. As we've captured this data and begun to analyze it, what we've discovered is that as good as TriHealth is, and it's a terrific organization, uh, we have troubling uh, health disparities within our patient population. So that's one That's one of the challenges is just really uh, being able to, to define the problem so you can go to work on fixing it. And increasingly, healthcare organizations, TriHealth uh, for sure uh, now really understands where those health disparities exist, and we are rolling up our sleeves and going to work on them.
1: Dr. Shockley, I think Mark did a good job of answering part of this about why DEI and B and health equity is a priority at TriHealth. Mm -hmm. Would you like to add on to that why it's such a priority?
3: Yes. Health equity and DEI plus B being a priority at TriHealth, that I can answer in several ways. Number one, the priority is driven from the top down. So Mark, as our CEO, has made it a commitment to once again follow the mission and values of TriHealth, our mission to improve the care of those we serve. Our values are based on appreciating the diversity and taking that into account in the way we deliver care. So it's really very important for us to understand that it is essential that we are following our mission and our values. One of the things that is really important also to understand is that we not only have the external data, in those two communities that we keep referencing in regards to the life expectancy of 26 uh, years, you know, it's sometimes name recognition, sometimes helpful for the audience. So that 88 year life expectancy, that's Mount Adams. That 62 year life expectancy, that's Price Hill. So lower prices. So we definitely know from geographically that there are differences, but also within our own patient population. TriHealth is identified within our own patient population. There are differences in births in regards to fetal mortality. There's a 1.4 difference in regards to African-American or black mothers who deliver versus white mothers. There is a 16% difference in regards to preterm or what we call complex extreme preterm births, which which means that rather than taking the baby the length of time that you're supposed to take the baby, you take that baby several weeks earlier, which increases the risk of morbidity and mortality. We know that within our own population. We also know that there are preventable diseases in our emergency rooms that are significantly higher among African-American patients at 18% versus white patients. In Hispanic patients, is increased in regards to preventable preventable diseases, 11% greater than white patients. We know that our patient satisfaction could be better in regards to this data that we follow. We know that there's a difference in regards to the way white patients feel versus black and brown patients in regards to their experience, the way they feel. Now, we talked about inclusion and belonging, all that's very important. So all of these things are truly important in which would drive
1: TriHealth and our efforts to make a difference as we're moving forward. All great answers. And we didn't even mention it's the right thing to do. (laughs) That's
3: coming. (laughs) That That was coming.
1: You know, Mark, TriHealth regularly touts population health model. We've talked about it for the last year on this podcast. Can you tell me exactly what is population health and how does health equity fit into that?
2: Well, I would say uh, that in many ways, uh, population health and health equity are two sides of the same coin. When we think about population health, what we're attempting to do is to really kind of shift our focus from a what many have referred to as it relates to our nation's system of healthcare as a sick care system, as opposed to a healthcare system. In many ways, that's true. Our healthcare system, which is funded or financed through what we call fee-for-service payment arrangements, um, we tend to be reactive. We tend to respond to sickness and illness more than, than we do to the imperative to foster improved health, early detection, better management of chronic conditions. None of which healthcare providers get paid for. So, you know, Deming once said that every system is perfectly designed to deliver the results it delivers. Well, in healthcare, unintentionally, the fee for service payment system has created a sick care system as opposed to a healthcare system because we don't pay for healthcare, we pay for sick care. And uh, so, TriHealth has been on a journey to really reinvent payment systems and care models that will reward. And we've you know, worked with payers in the federal government to evolve payment arrangements to reward us for healthcare in addition to sick care, because we're going to continue to be reimbursed and paid for dealing with illness and, and disease. We've put in place care models and infrastructure and big data that enables us to really focus more proactively on improved health than just simply on responding and addressing and curing disease and illness. If we're focused on those things, and that's what population health is all about. And it is the definition of health equity. Health equity and population health is all about delivering the right care at the right time to produce the right clinical outcomes uh, consistently, uniformly across all patient populations, irrespective of race, ethnicity, language, sexual orientation, to produce the right clinical outcomes at the right cost. That's what population health's about. Uh, Health equity is just a sharper focus of population health through the lens of race, ethnicity, language, and socioeconomic status, sexual identity,
1: gender, and so on. I don't think that question could have been answered any better than you just answered it, Mark. So, thank you very much. Dr. Shockley, earlier this year, you were named TriHealth's chief equity officer. Tell us a little bit about that role and how it fits into TriHealth's mission.
3: Let me make sure that it is clear that at TriHealth I have a great 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 cast of team members and leaders that all believe in our mission which is improving the care of those we serve. With that said, over the course of years, you know, many of our healthcare providers and team have been really educated to their area of expertise. But in medical school or in nursing school, sometimes health equity has not been a course that you just take and automatically learn. It's not automatically a focus. So one of the things that I and the Health Equity Center will do, we'll we'll be pulling leaders together, pulling team members together bringing people out of silos to live that mission for all of the people that we serve, all of the people, we, making sure that we give everyone a fair and just opportunity to be the best that they can be. Many of the businesses, the larger corporations in Cincinnati, have taken a focus and a look at DI plus B. As it pertains to health equity, I would say some have data and some may not have taking the next step in regards to looking at what's important to their employees, but no matter how good your insurance is, no matter how good of package you offer your employees, health equity can be a factor, even in your own employee base. Serena Williams had some of the best health insurance that money can buy. The question is, does she even need to have insurance with as much money she has? But she (laughs) was in a hospital environment and she saw the effects of a implicit bias-related action that led to her not getting the greatest quality health care. So I say that to say that even within our businesses, our bigger businesses and corporations throughout Cincinnati, there are those team members, there are those employees within these businesses that if you actually ask them, they will tell you that this is an important to them as a employee with insurance within your own corporation. So lastly, we know that the demographics is changing in Cincinnati, okay? So those underrepresented populations we're talking about, they are growing. We talk about retention, we talk about turnover, but the reality of it is that from a business perspective, in order to meet the needs of your team, your employees, The demographics are changing. Why not get ahead of the needle, than be behind the needle? So that is my challenge to those businesses out in Cincinnati, and the greater Cincinnati area.
1: That answers so many things. And just thinking about the retention of employees, how hard it is to get employees. You know, if you're looking out for the health, it even improves it. Dr. Shockley and Mark, thank you so much for your time today, your insight. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you are a new listener to getting healthcare right please go to the courier's website at cincinnatibusinesscourier.com go to the drop down on the top left of the site and under partner content click on getting healthcare right you will have access to all the episodes that we've done in addition to today's thank you for being here
0: guys thank you for downloading getting healthcare right presented by the cincinnati business courier and sponsored by TryHealth. To learn more, visit tryhealth.com.